now recording. Welcome back to the Hoops Temple podcast, podcast where we are all still friends after bitter disagreements and arguments here. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz. Joining me from New Zealand, Dylan Williamson. Hello. Joining us from Sacramento, the true minority of the NBA community, a Sacramento <laughs> Kings fan, Aaron Schroeder. That is true. How you guys doing? We're... We're exhausted. We're sweaty. We've had some heated discussions, some points of contention. We hope you enjoy this. Buckle up. All right. So, Summer League MVPs, the Kings have back to back Keegan Murray and Davion Mitchell, but this is. Started in 06 with Randy Foy. Not a bad NBA player. Nate Robinson was in 07, <laughs> but not a bad one. <laughs> Jared, Jared Bayless. It's a rocky start to Summer League MVPs. We're figuring it out. Blake Griffin, John Wall, take it in 09 and 2010. Those are good NBA players. Yeah. Josh Selby in 2012. Who remembers Josh Selby? I do not. Any takers? I do not. All right. What do we say? So we're six down. We got two all-star players, two NBA players, sort of, three not-good NBA players. Lillard takes it in 2012. Jonas Valanciunas in 2013. Oh. Glenn Rice Jr. Yeah, in 2014. Glenn Rice Jr., that's the one I was trying to remember. Mm. That's not a good one. He was a second-round pick, though. Yeah. Maybe he, play, that he played in New Zealand. Uh, uh, that's uh, how his career went. 2015, Kyle Anderson. 2016, Tyus Jones. Lonzo Ball in 2017. Josh Hart, 2018. Brandon Clark, 2019. There is, there is no 2020 Summer League MVP. Um, Cam Thomas in 2021, and then Davion again in 2021. I wonder if that's a weird COVID thing. And then Keegan Murray. I would say that that is a fair selection of NBA players. So there's some there's some trend towards success given that. Yeah, definitely in like the more recent years, it seems like everyone goes on to be like a decent role player. You heard it here first, folks. Keegan Murray, decent role player. Oh, he was the fourth overall pick? Yeah. Man. I mean... To be fair, a lot of teams shut down their like number one players. Like what? Paolo Bancaro played two games. Yeah, sure. That's Jeremy true. Sohan never even played for the Spurs. Ivy tweaked his ankle, sat out. So not not exactly the best of summer league. It's really interesting to watch though. Keegan Murray averaged 20, 23 points per game. Twenty three points a game. Nice. He was taking nice. almost nine threes a game at forty percent. Seven boards. Okay. Two assists. Like yeah, I mean that that's something where. You look at it and you're like, I don't think he's just getting to the rim against smaller, less athletic competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because if he can just stand in the corner and do that, that's 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 an yeah. NBA player for 10 years. He could be like a poor man's Marcus Morris senior. That's, you know, you don't love that with the fourth overall pick, <laughs> but you take that. <laughs> that's a lot better. Me? What you trying to convince me that Paolo is just bigger Marcus Morris? I liked the bigger Marcus Morris comp. Isn't bigger Marcus Morris a good basketball player? You're saying you don't want that for the fourth pick. He said a poor man's Marcus Morris. I said a Paolo's <laughs> oh. a rich man, Marcus Morris. That okay, should be our okay. section is how, is how does this player relate to Marcus Morris? What kind of Marcus Morris is this? He's like this a six entire foot two Marcus Morris, <laughs> but more athletic. Just an entire draft section, entire mock draft, just comparing him to Marcus Morris. Yeah, I'll create a um like a statistical model. And it will just um, have a, a correlation score to Marcus Morris. There you and go. And the more Marcus That's... Morris you are, the higher you rate. 
I'm not trying to think of the like anti Marcus Morris, like who is on the exact Mars spectrum. Hmm. And it'd just yeah. be a guard that can't shoot. Who's a small guard that can't shoot? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, right? Yeah. <laughs> did, did you see Tyler the um the the Twitter thing I sent, Nate? Oh gosh, what was it? What what's the dude's name? The Spurs rookie. Doing, oh like, yeah. Quiz, and then there's like he he had to guess triple doubles, and then the guy gives the hint. Russell Westbrook gets a lot of these, and he's like bricks. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Man, so you guess the that's right. NBA player type deal. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, either you guys have any more summer league thoughts other than congratulations to Luca Garza and the Portland Trailblazers for winning the summer league championship. Congrats to them. Man. That that's 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 you know I'm a little bummed the Kings didn't take home their their third or fourth summer league title, but you can't win them all. All right, well then, Dylan, I'm opening up the floor. I'm calling an ISO for you because you weren't here to help us debate the initial top thirty. You sent over a few gripes. Let's hear them. But it wasn't gripes. I just sent over like the guys that you had in the top thirty that I didn't have, and then the guys that I had in the top thirty that you didn't have. That sounds like gripes to me. It, it sounds like gripes <laughs> to me too. I guess so. Probably the biggest disparity would be Brandon Ingram, I think. Interesting. We were high on Ingram. That's what I mean. You you guys had Ingram um, 26, and I have him at, at 42. Damn. Man, that's quite the jump. <laughs> I would have expected, if anything, you were going to come in with some Zion, and, uh, anti-Zion propaganda. And I didn't have him that low. I had him at 24. Which is not bad for a guy that, like, you know, we don't know if he's actually going to play. Sure. What did, did you guys have him? You had him 15. I'm all aboard the Zion hype train. He was incredible. I had him at 25 walking into the day, and uh, Aaron just talked me talked him up. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a trade piece <laughs> to get Anthony Davis out of the top 10. It's all about negotiations. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a, fair, a fair compromise. I think I had him um, top 15 last year. And like the last rankings, it's just that then he didn't play for an entire year. And you were going to hold that against him? <laughs> Why don't I roll back our top 30? We can go through it and think of one guy. Think of your 31st mm. guy. Bring someone to the table that we can discuss. So at number one, we had Giannis, then Jokic, then Luka, Steph, Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, okay, Jason stop, Tatum. Stop. One, one second. Um, you had uh -huh. Kevin Durant... Eight? Seven. No, no. Seven? Yeah, seven. Right? I, 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 I had, you had Kevin Durant seven, and I, and I had him number two. You had him number two? Holy shit. Yeah. We, we agreed on number no, we one. Had, we, had we had him, him seven. <laughs> we had him seven. <laughs> There's no... No, I, that's, that's preposterous. Well, wait, why, why'd you have him number, number two? two? Is he not just like the best scorer in the NBA? Yeah, but he's not the second best player. I mean, he's the second best scorer... He can, you know, play as part of a successful offense, the best offense of all time in the playoffs, um, even though they got eliminated. He can be a good defender if he has good supporting talent. Like, especially like as a, as a playoff player, wouldn't Kevin Durant just be like right at the top of your list of like, you know, game seven down to three minutes left? Yeah. Yes. Other, other than maybe Giannis, who, who we all agree was number one. Like, there are that many players you think are better than Kevin Durant? He was awful in the playoffs. You're going to hang your hat on the playoff competition, and he, he did not play well. My thing is that, yes, I take him the final two minutes close game. I need someone to give me buckets to get me out of there. 
Sure, I'll take him over Giannis. I'll take him number one in that category. That's a very specific situation. Exactly. And if I look at him here, he's a fine defender. I think I think his defense has gotten worse. Um, you know, you're coming off of two massive leg injuries. Is there one massive leg injury? You're 34 years old. Yeah, you're not going to be a great defender. The fact that he's above average right now, fine. I'll take it. He's not really a great playmaker. He's not really, um, you know, he can move off the ball and do other things. He averaged like six and a half assists. Yeah, like that's like a career high. Yeah, <laughs> this this is the this is the player that he is. <laughs> he's the seventh best player. He's incredible. He's going to be thirty four, right? He's a thirty four. Yeah, I'm just this is I'm a, this saying, is a prediction like, heading into next season. I, he's he's a power forward that doesn't pass or rebound as well as a lot of the other guys in this this area. Like we got Giannis and Jokic, who are both better passers and rebounders. Luca, who yes is technically a point guard, but like. He's a six-seven point guard. He's practically the same height as Durant. Like I don't know. I just there's a bit of space between six-seven and seven foot. Hey, he lists himself as six-nine, so I'm I'm calling him out on that one. <laughs> we gotta take his if word for it. Yeah, if he wants to put seven foot on his Tinder profile, he can go for it. But what he told the league was a six-nine. You could argue KD LeBron swap at six-seven, but as soon as you're gonna go Durant over like Joel Embiid. I'm just out, especially heading into next season. I'm just, I'm not there yet. I'll accept He's getting old. Joel Embiid. He's getting old. Yeah, you could, but like, that's it. That's it. Stop pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to continue. So we had Kevin Durant at seven. What, what, one, one last question. It's a yes, yes or no question. Okay. I, do you think Kevin Durant could be the best player on a championship team? Are you sure of that? Yes. Yeah. Are you sure of that, of Luka and of Jokic and of Embiid and of, uh, I, I, I guess that's it. Curry, Curry we know. Yeah. 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 You're, you're sure yeah. that Luka, yeah. who, who just sure. flamed out in the playoffs, Jokic, who, you know, has had some awesome offensive performances, but you're talking about Kieran Durant's lack of defense and Jokic is, is, you know, the most negative defender in the top 10. You, you point out Luka's laming out as if Kevin Durant hadn't been sitting on the couch for a week now, <laughs> for a few weeks now, watching Luca do it. Come on, come on. Kevin Durant was at thirty six percent from the field against against Boston. I know Boston's a great defense, but I I have to Kevin Durant yeah, seventh okay, overall. Yeah, he played the worst series of, all, of his life of all time. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on. Kevin Durant at seven. We had Kawhi at eight. And just just stop me if you have anything to talk about. Um, Tatum at nine, Jimmy Butler at ten, then John Morant, Paul George, Trey Young, Anthony Davis checks in at fourteen, Zion at fifteen as we talked about, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, Dame Lillard. Now I want to stop real quickly because I made a TikTok video about this list, and this is the most contentious spot. People said Bam was too hmm. high and Dame was too low. It's interesting. You can make an argument that you know Dame was closer to top ten before his injury, even in previous seasons. I guess we expect him to kind of have a harder time getting older and being hurt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I made this argument on the last pod was for James Harden, who is definitely closer to top 10 in past years and then was hurt and taking a regression. I think Lillard's going to take that regression. As far as Bam, I think people just generally underrate the fact that this is one of the best defensive players in the league. Maybe he'll get better too. And uh, unlike other elite defensive players, like he's also a really good offensive player. Like this, even though he is like probably the best defender in the league, if you sort of take like the the 
you know, the totality, the versatility, add in regular season impact and playoff impact. Like, he's probably the best defender. Um, like, he's not an offensive zero. Like, he's also a positive offensive player. Like, this guy's ridiculous. Absolutely. He's not well, like Gobert, ha- in a sense. He'll be out there. And he has potential to do more offensively. Because um, he can be a little bit limiting with his lack of shooting. Um, and and kind of he avoids a shot to some degree. I know there was a stretch in the playoffs where he wasn't shooting as much. But... I think he I think he's the key to Miami this next season and his progression is really going to say, are they going to be in the title contention or not? They're out of moves. They have tapped out their resources. And unless Duncan Robinson has a miraculous comeback, like one anonymous GM who suggests that Robinson is worth an unprotected first round pick uh, recently came out and said like the whole next year is BAMs and they need BAM to take it up a level. So and projecting forward for this next year. I think I stand behind the BAM, and I might even try to bump BAM up a few spots. Ooh, man. I like it. All right, moving on. Game at 18. Siakam at 19. Towns checks in at 20 with Anthony Edwards right behind him. Then Jalen Brown, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Ingram, Chris Middleton, Darius Garland, Zach Levine, and at number 30, Drew it. It's a perfect list. Can't do it any better. <laughs> <laughs> just that's inarguable. That's just... <laughs> inarguable. It, it's it's pretty solid. I'll make I'll make one argument. I'll let you make Go the ahead. argument because you, you'll get you'll get my inference. You're you're like just outside top ten. You're 11, 12, 13, 14. Who are the, who are those guys again? It was John Moran at eleven. Then Paul George, mm. Trey Young, mm. Anthony Davis. Mm. Mm. All right. Um, I think that Rudy Gobert has a lot more in common with those guys in terms of overall impact than the other guys he was around. Is that because Anthony Davis and Paul George sat out most of the year? <laughs> that's, well, that's why their impact is closer? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've always made the comparison that like Rudy Gobert is like the inverse Trey Young or inverse John Morant is actually a good comparison too. Like if you have one of those guys on your team, you're going to be really good on one end of the floor. And they have their weaknesses. You know, Trey and Jar are both terrible defenders, and Rudy Gobert is a limited offensive player, can't create his own shot. But Rudy Gobert's impact on defense is about equivalent to the impact that Jar and Trey have on offense. And defense is half of the game. And for that reason, I think, you know, I, I had Rudy Gobert right behind Jar Morant in my list. I'll say that it's not half the game. It's pretty much the, the idea that I have that you can be really good offensively and Defensively, it'd be much more impactful than somebody who's really defensively but bad offensively. I think I think it depends on position. Like that's that's why they're equivalent. Is like you can you can hide a bad defender on offense if they're like a, a guard. Like that's easy to do. You can't hide a bad defensive center, which is why I had Carl Towns lower than you guys. The only way to do that is to you know play him at power forward and then have another center, which screws up your offense. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch the Tim Rules play. <laughs> I yeah, the team I'm most excited for. Yeah, they gave they, up they, they so just, much. They just brought in my guy Austin Rivers as well. Like they're really trying to sell me on this team. <laughs> they're gonna convert you into a cat fan. You know, they brought it's in really the guy Austin. They got Rudy. Anthony Edwards is like one of the most likable players in the league. Yeah, they gave up. Was it six first round picks essentially? And every no. single player they had, it was like four and one guy that they just drafted. Right, that's true. Guys. Okay, yeah, it's four and a rookie. Stop calling it five. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm no, so yeah, sick of that. Five. Yeah. That car's been driven off the lot. 
Do we think they're even a top like seven contender? Vegas does, right? Like the 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 um bidding odds that came out, they're like a forty nine win yeah, over. But do under. you do you think that? Yeah. Well, oh, man. <laughs> they, they, they've got Rudy Gobert on their team, so they're guaranteed top 10 at defense. He, he's that good. He's one of the, how many, how many, like five, six, maybe seven players that will guarantee you being top 10 on one end of the floor. I All just, right. I don't think that Carl Anthony Towns and, and Gobert equal this like yin-yang of bad, of like offense and defense. It's not as perfect as that. All right, what are you saying, Nate? I, I'm saying that this is not close. We've got the championship odds per basketball reference, uh, and, and Minnesota is plus 6,600. They have the same odds as the Raptors and the Bulls behind the Pelicans, the Utah Jazz for some odd reason. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Utah is still plus 4,000. Is that, is, that, is that up to date? I guess it would be if the Wolves are that high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about that. That's basketball reference. Let's see what Vegas is. Yeah, because Vegas is a beacon of trust. I mean, that's their entire job is to get it right. Well, it's not to get it right, but to get people to make enticing, enticing bets. What do you got, Nate? Come on, deliver for us. I'm I'm Googling as fast as I can. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll go in the casino. My um... Okay, v- Vegas has Minnesota at eight in the West, bearing in mind that big market teams get, get inflated. So the Lakers are fourth, for example. Mm. As of that's... two days ago... NBA.com put out the title odds and the Wolves were plus five or yeah, plus 5,500. So behind the Raptors, behind the Bulls, behind the Pelicans, still behind the Jazz. I don't know who is betting these Jazz odds. Yeah, I know something's something's messed up there. Maybe people forgot. They think Rudy Gobert, they they haven't been paying attention. They think he's still on the team. They're like, oh, Jazz have Rudy Gobert. They're going to be a top five offense and top 10 defense. Maybe Utah's figuring out a Kevin Durant trade. <laughs> they can give eight first round picks. Yeah. <laughs> nine, nine, seven if... first round picks and a rookie. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say nine if we count. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten to this point where no matter what a team gives up for Durant, they're going to be probably in a worse situation. The price tag is too high to make any of that worth it. We'll see. Yeah. We, we, have, we have some players to talk about. We have a 30 through yeah. 60 list to burn through. All right. We're, we're turning on the Jets. Dylan, give us a nomination for 31. Uh, da, 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 da. We have to come to an agreement because we're making a one concise list. Yeah, I, sh- I should have put, um, should have figured out which one of my top 30 guys you guys didn't have. Um, Kyrie Irving. No arguments. He's at 31 for me. We had talked about that as close because I think I had him at like 24 or something to start, but Nate talked me down. Yeah. I'll take it. I, I, I'll I, take it. I'll take it. I messaged you guys yesterday saying I could I could see the argument for tenth or one hundred and tenth, like it's perfectly reasonable. This guy's going to have zero impact, but when he's actually on the court, like he's at least as good as like you know Damian Lillard level, mm-hmm. probably better. And so that's like a top what twenty player. You, you bump him down because he's incredibly unreliable. It's not just an injury thing. He's just an, he's an insane person. You get like yeah. negative points for just being crazy. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's why he's at at thirty one. But when he actually is playing, when he's on the court, like he, this guy is like unbelievable. I think people forget how good he is because you know he's an insane person, um, and and hardly ever plays, so he's not in everyone's mind. But like 
This guy, this guy's a ridiculous offensive player. He gets the insane player tax. I, I'm fine with it. I mean, he's really good. But when you're healthy and you're refusing to join your team, and when you're having all of these issues, and it just, it, yeah, it's a fair knock for me to put him back this far. Um, there's like one player that I would have considered putting ahead of him. I think that's a guy that we might universally put at 32. Do we all have Chris Paul at 32? Yeah, actually, I do. Great pick. Oh yeah, he he was one of my um big disagreements. So I, I had him at twenty. So um yeah, we'll we'll take him next. All wow. right, lock it in. He's, he's getting old. He's getting old. He's still great. He's just old. Yeah, I mean, I was arguing for him for top five MVP for half the year. So to have an MVP candidate at thirty feels or thirty two feels. <laughs> A bit yeah. low, but also just the way he ended the season, the age, another year, and more miles on the body. I don't, I don't think it's wrong to have him this low. Sure, I'm with it. You guys took the easy picks. You left me with the hard one. <laughs> I mean, I, I can bring the spice. I got the heat. I know who I'm putting right here. I, I, I'll tell you who I'm thinking of. And, and, and I thought about this every single time. I would convince myself of one guy. I'd be, like, I convince myself of somebody else somehow. I want SGA at 33. Mm. I feel like the Thunder, I think he's really good. I feel like the Thunder have purposely kind of handicapped him to get have a worse team. And I feel like this might be the season they finally kind of unleash him in a sense. I think he's really talented. Yeah, I mean, does the fact that he's only going to play 60 games because they're going to come up with another injury uh, dissuade you at all from him? Kind of, but I, I, what if they don't? What about his chronic ankle sprains and knee tendonitis? Is, do you, you don't want to factor that in? I think he's the healthiest player in the league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I'm that's totally my vote. I feel like if they yeah. if they kind of buckle in and say, "All right, we're going to try to be competitive," which maybe they won't, but what if they do? I, I'd like him. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that. I had him right around this sort of area of like just outside the the top thirty. I think he's like a an awesome offensive player. Yeah, the two guys I had above him were OG Ananobi and Bradley Beal. Ah, OG, huh? I had Bradley Beal right behind him, 34. I can yeah, accept that. I, I, I had Beal right around there too. An- another guy that I had right around there, make the argument, why is a guy like Bradley Beal that much better than DeMar DeRozan? If we're just talking regular season offensive creators, like DeMar DeRozan is, was one of the best regular season offensive players in the league. Shouldn't he be in this sort of range as well? He is. He, he is in that range. Where do we have DeMar DeRozan? Uh, I mean, you've got him somewhere. I've got him somewhere else. I, I put DeMar DeRozan lower, just kind of an age thing, projecting forward or to next year. I mean, this was DeMar's best year. We, when we did this we did this last year, we had DeMar like in the 50s. Yeah. And he has this insanely good year. Um, we, we all springboard him. He's, you know, playing out of his mind. And I, I feel like that's we're going to see some return to the mean. Um, whereas, you know, Bradley Beal is this offensive force we, we've seen it the past couple of years. He's 28. He'll be 29 next year. I don't see like a ton of regression other than just the regression that comes from playing next to Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> you know, I, I feel more comfortable having Beal higher. I like the Beal at 34. I think they're quite similar players like um, regular season floor raises. Maybe could be like a really good, maybe third option on like a legit team. You know, maybe a second option if your first option is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have better defensive talent. So I think they're they're quite similar players. My issue with DeRozan is if he went out and played the exact same season he did, I just don't think I'd be moved anymore because he's not a good playoff performer. He has, I believe, one of the worst 
playoff track records ever, at least in terms of plus minus. Mm. And maybe that plus minus isn't a perfect stat, but at the same time, it's I mean, he got out there and averaged 35 a night. I'm like, I want to see it in the playoffs. Like, let's see it just once, just like one time. You can play and say that's the time he played well in the playoffs because it just hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah. At least he makes the playoffs, unlike Bradley Beal. That is true. That is that is a good point. All right, so we're going Kyrie, Chris Paul, SGA, Bradley Beal. I like it. I'm yeah, locking it in. Sounds great. Sounds Put great. Put it on the spreadsheet. All right. Thank you, Nate. I'm getting squirrely with you guys here because this is <laughs> this is where I want to put some of the young guys, Ogia oh, and Anobi, notwithstanding. But I'm ready to do it. I'm anointing it, Evan Mobley. <laughs> oh man, talk me down. I mean, it's 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 kind of tricky. It's just that like there are other elite offensive players or like really good offensive players that haven't come off the board yet. You know, like Demar Derozan. Um, you got like you know some of these regular season offensive creators, CJ McCollum and Darius Garland and Fred Van Fleet, Jamal Murray, like these sorts of guys that can drive pretty efficient regular season offense. And Evan Mobley for sure is like a hundred percent expect him at his prime to be a lot better than CJ McCollum and Demar Derozan. But at this stage, I think he's like. You know, the promise is, is a little bit more than the production. Like, he's he's a really good defensive player, but he's not, like, defensive player of the year caliber yet. And he's, like, a pretty reasonable offensive player, but I don't think he's, like, a massive pos- positive on offense. For sure, it's it's a little bit hard to argue because we're, we're guessing at how much of a step he's going to take. Like, I don't think we probably disagree that much over what he has been. It really is just how much better is he going to get. I think it's perfect. Uh, you know, I think it's reasonable to expect him to make this sort of leap, and I think he's for sure going to get there pretty soon. Um, but maybe I'm not quite ready for that yet. Man, you you stole my word because you said how much of a step he's going to take, and man, this size <laughs> does not take steps. He takes leaps and <laughs> bounds. Wait, okay, let let me let me ask you this in in that regard. What's what's like the low hanging fruit? Like, what is the the you know, this easy thing that he's going to achieve to become a much better player. Like he's just going to start hitting, you know, 15% more of his, of his three pointers or like, you know, like where is this space for him to, to grow into? That's not, you know, so, so far away. Cause like, I think he's going to get better, but like how, how is he going to be this much better? I do think he's got a lot of room to improve, getting more effective around the basket and just in shooting in general. I mean, for a big man, a seven-footer, he shot 50% from the floor. Um, and, and it's not like he took a, a large number of three-point shots. Like he took a little over, a little less than one and a half per game uh, out of his 12 shots. So like he's not shooting a ton from deep. I think if he expands his deep shot and maybe gets a few more easy touches by the basket, maybe a little bit less with Jared Allen on the floor, a little bit more solo uh, Mobley time, there's, there's a good room for improvement here. I love Evan Mobley. I think he's going to be fantastic. I had said in the last pod that I'm more into Evan Mobley top five player in five years than I am top 30 player, or top 40 player this season. All right. All right. Well, then who do you guys have up next? Who is your nomination for 35? Let's see if we can find a consensus. I had DeJounte Murray. I know. Pretty exciting. What <laughs> <laughs> you guys got? <laughs> I mean, DeJounte, I had way down there, but also looking at the guys that I've got him next to, like... I think you'd make the case that really this 35, um, 35 to 47 
for me is all like the same tier and level of player. Um, and looking at Seth Partnow's tiers, I'm seeing a lot of them in his 3B, 3C, 4A tiers. But like that, they're kind of a cluster for me. I think Murray, if he had another year in San Antonio, I'd be tempted to put him up here. But I think we're going to see a statistical regression from him. Just playing next to Trey Young, not having the ball in his hands, playing next to Bogdanovich, not having the ball in his hands as much. Um, and we're, we're really going to have to see like, hey, if he's just averaging like 18, six, and I mean, it's not going to affect his rebounds. He can still get like eight rebounds, but like 18, six and eight. Is that a top 30 player? Maybe, maybe if he's like an all world defensive player, um, which, which is possible, but I, I don't know. I'm not sold on him. Yeah, I, I agree. Like he, he put up, he put up really good numbers in San Antonio on like a bad offense. And like whenever guys are putting up numbers on bad offense, like I don't want to like throw empty stats at him, but like, you know, like it's not a good, I think, indicator of of how they'll perform in a you know on a real team. And like the Hawks are going to be one of the best offenses in the league, and I think Dejounte is going to be very much a, a secondary part of that. He's a he's a he's a very good defender. I don't think he's one of like the absolute top tier of of point guard defenders, although he is very good. Um, and I also you know am of the belief that point guard defense is is less valuable than defense at at center or you know at, at some forwards um and so yeah you sort of get a, a not that impactful offensive player who who did put up good numbers and like a pretty good defensive player that's not super impactful um i just think that there are, are guys that are gonna be be more more valuable contributors to their team that that haven't come off the board yet all right you guys try that one to shreds just piece <laughs> by piece <laughs> I'm I'm off I'm off it. You've convinced me. We're putting him lower. Who who would you guys suggest? That was a good five minute section. Why that idea was bad. I mean, <laughs> really, I think that's the problem with this. Is, is like right yeah. now we are in the section of everyone has massive flaws. And, and like I said, you know, my yeah. thirty five through forty seven. I've got Draymond Green all the way down at forty seven. If you wanted to come in here and make the case for Draymond and his impact defensively and his like ball movement offensively, what that means to the Warriors offense, you could do that. And then I can come in and be like, yeah, but he absolutely sucks on offense. And like there was a point where they where they had to bench him, him in the finals. And like, you know, he doesn't impact winning when he's not with the other guys like he is the facilitation. We, we can pick apart any of these guys, but we got to kind of figure out someone we all feel at least the most tacitly least disagreeable about. Okay. Is that Tamar DeRozan? I can live with it. Okay. Yeah. I think the guy averaged like 28 points on 50% shooting and was the best clutch player in the league. All right. I'm in. All right. Locked him in at 35. Who we got at 36? <laughs> Dylan, give us a um, nomination. <laughs> well, the in, in my independent list, the next guy that I have um, is, is Draymond Green. Who you so um, <laughs> expertly laid the case for and against, in 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 this range of like our our list, we've we've gone away from you know players without major flaws. Like every yeah. single guy that we're going to come through is either you know a regular season floor raiser and maybe limited as like a top guy, or they're like Draymond Green where they're not doing very much floor raising at all, but are you know. 16 game players or whatever it is he says um and draymond green is i think he showed in this playoff run 
also has an argument with Bam to be just the best defensive player in the league um, when you factor in you know regular season impact plus playoff versatility. Um, and even though he is, is a negative as a scorer, I think that he does still like contribute to good offense. And yes, he's dependent on other players, but you know he they they are also dependent on him. Like he's still a very good facilitator. He's still a smart player. He can still make good cuts, and he can't shoot and he can't finish, but he does just about everything else extremely well, and is arguably the best defensive player. <laughs> You, he can't shoot and he can't finish. <laughs> My issue with Draymond is he's fantastic for what the Warriors are doing. For guys around this area, a team when they're the best player is a bad team, but not the worst team in the league. A team with Draymond Green as its best player probably wins 10 games. Hmm. It's it, He's so We've much more it. valuable. It's like 17. The, yeah, it's what the Warriors are doing. But in a weird sense, his trade value is almost negative. Yeah, well, it's it's sort of a hard trade-off when you're ranking players at this point of balancing regular season and playoffs because there's no regular season and playoff players in this range, and so you know the, the weighing one. up is is always difficult. <laughs> there's, there's one. There's one. I have Draymond too far down to settle for him at at 36. Let's right, what do you right. Have we'll, we'll we'll come back to Draymond. Nate's got a regular season and playoff player in this of range. Course. Of course, he he went to his first All-Star game this last year, and he is the second best Golden State Warrior, and that is Andrew. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, the did you guys only watch Warriors games last season or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord, no, 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 no. These are your your confusing good role players that fit well with players that are really good. <laughs> You still have you still have board like like all star to all NBA level talents on the board. Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins is a an all star. He's an all star by <laughs> default. <laughs> what does a team with Andrew Wiggins as its best player look like? That team wins like six games. It's a horrible like. It, I'm I'm so out of it. Okay, which one of these players has been a a championship or not championship? Okay, you know what? I see the name. I see the name. I know what you're doing here. I see the stakes <laughs> you're setting, Aaron. We're not putting Sabonis here. Not yet. Not yet. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> but come on, Andrew Wiggins. Oh my god. Okay. I, I'm gonna okay. just rattle off some names on my list. Okay. I'll I'll give you my next one. I think there is one more regular season and playoff player. Okay. How about Freddie All-Star? If we want to talk about, about one-time All-Stars, um, Fred Van Vliet is a really good two-way player who's proven to be effective as the lead guy, the lead initiator on a playoff team who's been, you know, made a championship run as a proven playoff caliber player. I think he's right in this range. Dylan, is there a a like New Zealand term for you bastard? <laughs> is there? Uh, um, I mean, there probably is. I just probably can't say it on this podcast. We can, we can, we can bleep it out. <laughs> I just want to um, know. I, I think um, we we just call someone a Jesus. <laughs> wow, you can't, you can't say it. Dylan. You because <laughs> my my next guy was going to be a guy I mentioned earlier, which is Fred Van Vliet's teammate, uh, OG Ananobi. There's so much more contention over like the 36th best player than me yeah. ever <laughs> ran into for never at the top 30. We'd be like, hey, you want to have James Harden 23? Sure, that's fine. But like, I will kill yeah. you if you put OG and a newbie at, uh, at 36. 
I'm, I'm more saying. I'm more into the OG idea than I am the the am the Fred Van Fleet idea. Although I think they should be very close. Dylan, how are you not more into the OG idea? <laughs> I love OG. It's just he's like the the fourth best offensive player on his team. Like Fred Van Vliet is a lead, you know, point guard in in a league where offensive creating point guard is the most valuable skill set. Like he made an all star team and he's a really good defender. He's, you know, contributed in the regular season and is a playoff a proven playoff player. Like I love OG, but there are, you know, there's a difference between being like a really good role player and being like a guy that's a legitimate starting point guard on you know what could be a championship team like point guards are just more valuable than wings then then mo has been <laughs> offensively switchable wings and they told me to get ready for that yeah once once you get past like i've got i've got a few more guys of like point guards guards that can create high level offense like once we get through those guys then it's all two way wings and that's where like you get into the OG Ananobi and the Andrew Wiggins and like Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart who are having like the late forties. Like there are there are levels to this thing. You've got to get through the guys that drive efficient NBA offense first before you get to the you know, like the glue pieces. Did someone say high level offensive point guards? It's exciting. Can't wait. All right. So what are no, we where are we going not with this? Aaron Fox. <laughs> where are we going? Where are we going with this? Let me throw out one more. Did you guys see how good the Pelicans were this year? Yes, that's why we had Ingram so high. Yeah, you, you had Ingram so I, high. Do you know who was the best player on the Pelicans and it wasn't actually Brandon Ingram? It was CJ McCollum. It was CJ McCollum. Like, he, we're he's taking him. List, 36, right? put him in. All right, I, I will accept 36 for, for him. But we're, we're just creating this glut and backlog <laughs> of, of guys. <laughs> We could tier this at the end. We could kind of separate it because this is like the the shooting guard tiers. We'll get out all of the guys, and then we'll have no choice but to rank them once once they're all out there. And so I think that we've got like all of them out. You know, it's like all these sort of fringe all star type players, and also OG and Anobi. <laughs> Just <laughs> the OG slander. <laughs> so I'm even making me slander OG. Well, and we didn't even bring up a guy, and I actually completely forgot to rank him, and I never went back and put him in there. But, like, Ben Simmons used to be a pretty decent player, right? Yeah, I have him pretty soon. Don't don't, yeah, don't, get, don't get on us too, too, too quick. Yeah, yeah, I have him sort of in, like, the next tier. Like, there are a few guys you've got to get through, and then, like, yeah, then, then, then Ben Simmons, we can have that discussion. All right, can we have the discussion, or at least the flip-flop, or a debate, or a vote, mm. Green or Wiggins? Draymond Green or Andrew Wiggins? I would take. Yes. I would take Andrew Wiggins. I'll, I'll I'll take Draymond, but you know. But they still aren't next, though. They, they are they're not <laughs> the next guy. <laughs> Those are the next two guys, Aaron. <laughs> well, we just we need to eliminate some guys, and so like, all right, Van Vliet or OG? Oh, here can I can I throw out a name? Oh wait, frame, I, I would take uh, OG. Van Vliet's clearly the best player on the. <laughs> <laughs> the next like, season, you guys had, I you guys had Siakam and like. In like the twenties, and Van Vliet's like just as good, if not better, than him. And you're like, no, I think Van Vliet's like in the forties. I just, I just don't know. Listen, thirty, really, because you know, I'll even put Demar Derozan this thirty-five through forty-eight is just a shit show. <laughs> I yeah. have a name. I have a name. I'm actually excited about. I think, I think we could, I could convince you guys at thirty-seven. You ready? Unless it's like Jamal Murray, uh, um, I don't think you're going to convince me. How about Cade Cunningham? Okay. I like that one. 
I, I'll accept it. I think he's going to be really, I think he was really good. I think he's going to continue to be good. And the Pistons have no reason not to play him a ton of minutes. Are we all in? Is that, is that the smoothest one so far? Yeah. And he's, a pre- he's a pretty good player. Yeah. He, I mean, you could, you could say he's like a poor man's Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> a rich man's Draymond Green. A rich man's Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> he's like Fred Van Vliet if he was taller and wasn't as good at on offense. Yeah, but next season, uh, though? Yeah. Next season. Yeah, I kind of don't mind it. Like, he, he's already like a really good, you know, kind of two way player. I actually had him at 37 in my initial rankings. We just have knocked down other guys that were ahead of him. So, mm. um, one of the things that Nico really was big on when we did this last year was looking at guys post All Star splits. Mm. And Cade post All Star was 21 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, 6.5 assists uh, on 53% true shooting. Um, whereas you know, earlier, the pre-All-Star, 15 points, five and a half rebounds, five assists, 48% true shooting. So like sizable improvements. And although there is like the sophomore slump, like you know, classic saying, um, th- there's a chance that he, he continues to grow and rebound off that. So I'm fine with it. And since, since you've got um, easy access to them, can you just bring up Van Vliet's post-All-Star stats? And if they are inferior to Cades, then I'll 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 let you have them. And if they're not, do we like rock paper scissors or <laughs> Oh oh okay, no worries here. Uh, Fred Van Vliet going into All Star was twenty one points, basically five rebounds, seven assists on fifty seven percent true shooting, better than Cade. After All Star, sixteen points, four rebounds, six assists on. 47% true shooting. And the Raptors so got better. nosedived. In that stretch, the Raptors played a lot better the second half of the season. Got to give it up, Dylan. Got can't can't do it anymore. Yeah, all right. Hey, did we, we we agreed on CJ, right? CJ's off the board. CJ's yeah. at 40 or CJ's yeah. 36, Cade's right. 37. We got this player pool of Mobley, OG, Wiggins, Jamal Murray, Fred Van Vliet, Draymond Green. What is with the anti-Kings? bias going on here win something <laughs> they don't have any good players what are you talking about <laughs> uh i mean really are you gonna make a case for a king's guy right now at, at 38 because i mean are you i'm glad i froze because it gave me a second to cool down <laughs> in my i feel like there's just no way in hell you're convincing me that darren fox and sabonis are worse than draymond green it just can't you can't happen you can't do this to me Fox is he had a he had a rough season last season, but the season before that he was playing fairly well. He's like twenty five points a game. He's really one of the better scorers in the league because people know he's not shooting the basketball. For him to be able to score like he has, he has like below league average true shooting because he um, because he can't shoot threes and he doesn't get to the line. <laughs> he gets to the line, and I think the last season prior, I mean, I had it really quickly. Twenty twenty one, he's twenty five points a game, seven assists, three rebounds. Uh, he's shooting seven free throws a night, and people know he's not shooting threes or can't make threes. But for him to be able to get to the basket like he has, I feel like he's going to take a little bit of a step forward with Sabonis. And if he can shoot at a little bit better clip, he lost like the unnecessary weight he put on. I know it. He gained like 20-something pounds. That seem, seems to be gone given the pictures I've seen. I think he made some comments on Instagram that he's going to be slimmer. He's, he was much more efficient after the Sabonis trade. He's up to like 28 points a game and eight assists and with better shooting and much better efficiency. I think it's going to be better for Fox. 
I think Fox to is be going to be better than Sabonis next season. That's where I'm at. Dylan will not fight you there. I kind of will because I love Sabonis. Mm-hmm. But I have them right next <laughs> to each other. Yeah, so do I in like the 60s. <laughs> there's, just, there's just no way that, that's, <laughs> they're, that they're in the 60 range. I, De'Aaron Fox, post-All-Star break, he only played 11 games but averaged 29 points, 7.5 assists. He kind of figured it out at that Sabonis trade, Thank and that you. really did open up a lot of things. 58% true shooting. Much better. Um, so far, not close to having him right here, but I've got him at 50. I'm willing to I'm willing to discuss moving him up. Okay, okay. I have met, I, I had them next, 38, 39, Fox and Sabonis. But if you want to go like 44-ish, I'll, I'll cool off. How how about I throw you a bone here, um, and we go with Dejounte. I've got Dejounte like in this sort of range. Like there are a few guys I have above him, but you had him a lot higher, so I think I'm fine with Dejounte getting this spot. All right, I'll take that. Could you live with that, Nate? Are you willing to throw me a bone and uh, take OG next? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not far. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Okay, okay. What more bone throwing do we have? Just one thing: the post All Star stats for Fox, like what is it, twenty nine, eight, and something on much better true shooting. The guys you're going to try to convince me of on their best days never get close to that. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that Fred Van Fleet is better than De'Aaron Fox or whatever it is. It's close, but I guess it, Van Fleet isn't there. He was never there at that level. He's like thirty. Fox is like thirty points a night. I know it's a small sample size, but my goodness. It's it's a small sample size of pretty meaningless stats. 29 points a game? Listen, Papa Freddy did it in the playoffs. <laughs> He's a great player. You can, you can convince me, but I do like Fred Van Fleet. I, I'm willing to accept Draymond Green next at 39, provided, provided we put OG at 40. Why would we get both of the things that you want, Nate? <laughs> I, I no, no, he's, he's anti-Draymond. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Wiggins is still on the board, right? Wiggins is still on the board. There's just no right. way we're putting Andrew Wiggins I think above Wiggins Fox is, and Sabonis. I think Wiggins is, is better than OG, narrowly. There's no way. <laughs> There's You can't convince. Sabonis was like 18, 12 boards and like 7 assists on insane efficiency with for the Kings and Andrew Wiggins, yeah, like, and there's like a terrible defender, and like he was a bad the offense is, is mediocre when he's on. Like he's never had a good offense, and is a bad defensive player. We're projecting for next season. Everything is gonna congeal <laughs> yeah. <come> together. <laughs> you might be lucky. I, got, to get... I think he's gonna be better, but like <laughs> yeah. you know, be he's lucky. gonna be like a low end, like third option and defensive liability. You'd be lucky to get like 15 points. It was gonna be like. Wiggins is going to be 16, 5, and 5, or 5, and 3, or something. Sabonis will probably be closer to 20, 12, and, and 7. Like, Wiggins is like the best 3 and D player in the league. All right. And it's like the most valuable skill set of a guy if he's not going to be your top two player. Why isn't he better at basketball then? <laughs> quick, quick question. Go ahead. Who scored yeah. more points per game last year? Wiggins, OG, or Sabonis? I think, I, I think at that point it was Wiggins. It's like 18 points per game, right? That's, that's what I would have said. No, it was actually Sabonis last year. Thank you. Give me more Sabonis stats. Give me better ones. <laughs> well, by, by, by how much? <laughs> 1.5 points per game. And how many, 1.5 points and for how many like more rebounds? six negative points on defense. And how many, how many more rebounds? We are looking at, oh, a smooth seven and a half or more rebounds. 
Well, he's got to do something. He's not contesting shots at the rim. Like, he's got to do something, at least box a guy out. How many were, I, sorry, I, 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 how many rebounds was it? <laughs> Seven and a half. Seven and a half. And I don't think you okay. froze. I, I think you're faking which, that. Which is, about, which is about the amount of points that he's like, work, like allows over Wiggins on defense. So it's, but, Okay, know. so Wiggins must average more assists then, right? He does not average more assists. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so Wiggins is the, is the best defensive player in the league. He must be to get this kind of... This kind of, uh, if, if, this you kind wanna, of if you want to throw out like if you want to start throwing out like one way offensive creators like we can we can like might as well throw in like Lamelo Ball and Jalen Brunson and Jordan Ball and Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> Spencer Dimwitty. Like there are a lot of low end offensive initiators that you can throw in, but there are there are legitimate two way players who can actually play in the playoffs still on the board. Yeah, I guess the only reason Wiggins exists as this two-way player is because players that are much better at scoring exist with him at the same like, like Jordan Poole and like Clay Thompson and like Steph Curry. There is no playoff Wiggins if those guys aren't scoring points. Yeah, and there's no playoff Sabonis under any circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> he made the playoffs in Indiana. <laughs> That's the Eastern Conference doesn't count. Yeah, but they they were like what are they the sixth seed or something? It was they would have made the playoffs yeah, yeah. anywhere. Yeah, make right. the second round. In the how East, how, how is how is Demontis Sabonis better than a guy that we haven't even mentioned at all, who just got a max contract from the Suns? How is Demontis Sabonis better than DeAndre Ayton? I would probably put Ayton over him. We could. We I can have go Aiden there. one yeah. spot over him. Yeah, we can. Go. So yeah, then, do I, we do we want to oh. ha- have that sort of discussion? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't like. I do not like Ayton this high. I would. Neither take do I, green. but he's, he's a lot better than Demonte Sabonis, who we're talking I t- about. I don't. Okay. I will take you know who Fred else Van is better than Sabonis? Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. So- plays like 16 minutes a game because he can't stay on the floor. <laughs> oh, let's say um, Jaron okay. Jackson Jr. is also going to be out for a lot of next season. That is true. Let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll hold on the Fox and Sabonis, and I'll, I'll accept that they're going to be in like a 40 to 50 range. Can we? Can we say that's yeah, going to we'll, happen? We'll- okay. Yeah, I sure. mean, I mean, they're they're a discussion that we can we can spend a lot of time on them next week when we do like the, you know, sixty through ninety range. When when I hope they play really well, <laughs> I'm just gonna give it up, and they can put them like seventieth. So when they're fantastic <laughs> next season, I'm just gonna text you guys all the time, like remember he put Aaron, 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 I, I won't let that happen. We'll, we'll at least have them in the, I, I'll I, come on. We we can two v one fight this, but okay. I, I think. So we've got DeJounte at 38. We still don't have a 39. I'm willing to bring back up Mobley. We've just put Cade at 37. Let's take it. Can, can I'm all in. Yeah, let, let's, let's, let's do Mobley. Might as well. Hell yeah. All right, 40. Are we now willing to accept Wiggins? Has anything changed? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go OG before Wiggins. I Why? Like to... OG is like a worse offensive and defensive player. I, I'm projecting. I'm projecting a little bit. I feel like there's going to be some sort of development. <laughs> This is the year. Has, has I've been waiting for the OG leap every single year. I'm like, no, nah, this is the year for OG, and it just never fucking happens. He has some incredible on-off stats last season, if I remember correctly. <laughs> for Wiggins, yeah, he's a really good player, but like, he's a worse scorer, a worse shooter, a worse cutter, a worse defender than than Wiggins is. All right, we're taking Wiggins. <laughs> just, <laughs> there's just no. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset about Andrew Wiggins, the top upset. 40 player in the league. I mean, he's number 40. I watched the playoffs, and at no point it was like this guy. You're sick because you're saying Andrew Wiggins deserves a max contract because these are like max deal kind of guys. 
I want to hear you say that. More, I want to record that. I think I think more what I'm saying is that everyone in this range does not deserve a max contract. <laughs> okay, okay. When you get beyond 15. I, th- I think there's, there's like one, maybe two guys left on the board that do deserve a max contract. Um, Freddie All-Star and Jamal Murray. Hey, Jamal Murray's a good one. I have him coming up. All right. So if we take Wiggins at 40, oh that means Lord. we still have OG, Jamal Murray, Freddie V, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., who I... I would not be opposed to entertaining the conversation around Jaron Jackson Jr., except for the fact that he's going to miss like half of next season, and I think we need to yeah. dock him some for that. Yeah, that's that's fine. So, who has who has a strong case for forty one? Yeah, can we, can we can we maybe just all agree on Jamal Murray? Like the guy's an awesome offensive player. Like he's coming off injury, but he should he should be back strong, um, a proven playoff contributor can be part of a successful team. I think he's maybe the least least flawed player left in this range, um, assuming he's healthy. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, my one thing is, it, you guys have talked me down on OG. I came in way too hot on OG. If we're going to put Jamal Murray there, then we have to put Freddie V right next to him. That's how I was thinking. Um, All right, let's, so, let's do that. Mar- Murray, then Van Vliet. Okay. I'm now in a range where I'm comfortable putting in Draymond Green. Thank you. Are we all there? Yep. All right. Now, now, now I got one guy that we mentioned earlier. Um, you know that that Ben Simmons guy? Like he used to be pretty good at basketball. He's probably going to play this year. That's true. Potentially, like the guy averages like twenty-eight and eight, and is one of the best defenders in the league. I, I like he, and he and, and and he might play this year. He might. <laughs> he might. He might play. I refuse to put. Ben Simmons ahead of De'Aaron Fox. That's just, that's the line in the sand. You'd have to drag me over it. Last, in 2021, Ben Simmons was 14 points, seven assists, seven boards, 55% shooting, 30% from three. But that's kind of inflated because he he took one and made one. <laughs> is, is that better than, than De'Aaron Fox? That's actually true. I think as of last season, yeah, it was. <laughs> but hey, in that 2021, Fox was shooting better. What's interesting with Fox is he's not, shooting like two threes a game and missing them. He was taking like seven threes a game in 2021, shooting 31%. It wasn't good, but I think the pieces are there to make that happen. He's so good at getting to the rim and and really just scoring the basketball that if he can shoot like 34%, he's third team all NBA, which is ridiculous coming out of my mouth, but I'll say that anyways. Well, he shot 29. It was a rough season. He came in, I I went to to opening night and I, I leaned over to my other, I was like, Darren Fox looks fat. Like, yeah, Darren Fox looks like he put on a lot of weight. It was just, I have no idea why he did that. It takes transition to kind of put on and keep your game. Um, and also just a disaster of a season roster-wise. And I almost, I don't really blame anybody for what had happened, but yeah. I I have similar feelings where I'm not sure that I want to put a player that has not played basketball for a year and his last moments that we have of him were him passing up a dunk. Uh, quite in the top fifty. Let me go, De'Aaron Fox at forty-two. Just no, we already did Fred Van Vliet. Just take it. Just take it. Oh, sorry. We did Freddie V. Oh, right, right. And then my Draymond. God, we did not put Draymond <laughs> at forty-three. <laughs> Don't worry, you glitched out. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you, 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 we all agreed unanimously. No oh objective. my lord! Yeah. I'm gonna get better internet connection. Did we? Did you guys really put? <laughs> is that actually what the list says? Don't yes. tell me that's what the list says. That's what the list says. But but Holy I'm, I'm willing shit. to accept. Just, 
just shirking off the I, Warriors. My God, guys. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He's, he's the best defensive player in the world. He's really good at defense. What is he, like six points yeah. a night? He's a strong, a strong six points a night. No, 7.9, I, I, 7.5. Yeah, I think we, we're mistaking or seeing Wiggins and eventually Clay and, and Poole and, and Steph and all this, and we're combining them into a really good championship team, and then we're convincing ourselves that individually they're all better than they are. So, but here's the thing. If we look at the the Kings, mm-hmm. let, like let, let's put this real close to home. Yeah, go ahead. If we if we look at the Kings, they've got a lot of players that like should be good. You know, if we look at their individual pieces, you're like, hey, all right, Sabonis. You know, maybe we make the arguments somewhere in the forty to fifty range. You're looking at Deer and Fox. All right, maybe somewhere around the fifty range. All right, Keegan Murray, summer league MVP. All right, Harrison Barnes. I don't know. I never want to hear Rashawn Holmes's name again for how much we had to hear about him being like potentially really good. Yeah, there's just like a lot of players and you're like, they've got these pieces and then they have like the same win total as the Knicks. And you're like, ah, Julius Randle. It's a bad. I'll, I'll explain it all. I have all the Kings lore down with Fox. There's some injury issues. There's some the weight issue. And also like flipping our roster, the Halliburton to Sabonis and I think what people made the mistake of thinking is we were not good with Tyrese Halliburton on the floor. I th- I was so in on trading Fox and building around Halliburton, but at the same time, that's because the team sucked. It wasn't it wasn't well constructed. Heading into next season, things fit much much better. Maybe Ke- Keegan Murray can score from the wing. Rashawn Holmes, he got hurt, and then like his wife or his girlfriend at the time accused him of domestic violence, which ended up not being true, and he he left. He left the team for the last like month or so to like deal with that, and he ended up getting the custody of his son back, so he's doing much better mentally. Like he'll be a better player next season. Um, I'm hoping that Davion can take the leap, and with all that, you get a better core, and then you can they're better individually. Same thing with the Warriors. It was a mess. Can I let me just say one last thing? Because I've said too much about the Kings. Luke Walton was the coach to start the season. That's it. That's the entire argument. You were talking about the. <laughs> Greatest first coach of all time, <laughs> Luke Walton. No, all right. I, I will say though, I am willing to put Sabonis in at forty-four. Why is Sabonis I'm, over Fox? I'm just curious. Um, I know Dylan doesn't agree, and I don't necessarily. So good. I I hate Fox off ball. That's true. Um, and, and like I, I I watched a lot of the Kings games. Um, because I was trying to figure out like I'm so sorry. Do a trade article piece. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not the worst thing. I I subjected myself to a lot of fourth quarter Pacers games because oh, they had that just like really narrow margin yeah. of like loss. They were yeah, you know, it, it was like a three point winner games decided by three or less. You know, why are they underperforming so much? So I went and watched eleven straight Pacers fourth quarters, um, and that made me want to shoot myself. But um. I like what Sabonis does and his ability to impact his teammates. If you get De'Aaron off ball, he is not providing you anything. He stands and he kind of mopes when I actually kind of liked there there were lines when the Kings would play where it was Halliburton healed and uh, Mitchell and the ball moved. It zipped between the three of them. And I was starting to talk myself into a three guard lineup with those three. Uh, And then you put Fox out there and it just got stagnant. Sabonis keeps the ball moving if he's not shooting, he can pass. And if he's not getting the ball, not getting touches, he goes and does the work and he gets the rebounds. And so that that's why I'm going to have some bonus higher. Yeah, I think I think I'm sold. I'm with it. That was a, that was a great piece. Now I, I agree in a sense where when 
Sabonis touches the ball like around the free throw line, you can see like the fear in in D in, uh, in the defense's eyes because he's such a good passer, and also like, he can just slowly back people down. Uh, unfortunately, it is the same sort of fear Sabonis sees when he is playing defense. But we'll, we'll leave that for another conversation. Yeah, I mean, we're really talking about pretty much either pretty marginal two way guys or pretty dramatically one-way guys right now i'm looking at draymond green at 43 and demontis Sabonis at 44 and i can't believe you guys i just i cannot believe that <laughs> oh my that's just man all right well would you like to nominate the next player if not De'Aaron fox why not De'Aaron fox he, i'm looking at this here I'll just, i have lamello all right ben simmons og john collins maybe we took evan mobley off mikhail bridges RJ Barrett, some you know, some guys might take another step forward, but all of them are complementary pieces. They're not going to be the guy. It's hard to be the and guy. Sabonis is the guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sabonis but, is the guy. But Fox is like Sabonis the is, is like the other guy. Part of a good offense. Is that true? Have we looked at the offensive ratings? Yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll give you all of the offensive ratings since Indiana okay. with on-offs. Ready? Okay. So one oh nine five, which is average. Plus 0.5, so no better with them off, mm. on or off. 110, which is 56th percentile, so mediocre. Plus 0.9, so no better when he's on. 111, 58th percentile, plus 2. 110, 41st percentile, minus 5.9, so they were almost 6 points better when he was off. Uh, 110, 37th percentile, so terrible. 3.5 points better when he's off. And Sacramento last year, 113, 59th percentile, so pretty average and plus 3.9 like he's never been the he he has did his team has never been good on offense when he's on and we, he is also a massive defensive liability that's true do we think that with, with sabonis maybe the team around him he had too much responsibility to to run the offense and if he can be more of like a great part of something instead of the something we'd see more potential from him yeah sure. but there, there are like other guys in this range who are better at that and are better at as a number one guy, like a bit a better as a lead guy. Okay, who are you suggesting for forty four then? Because do we have Sabonis locked in at forty four? It sounds like Dylan's not quite in agreement with Sabonis okay. locked in. Okay, <laughs> okay. It's, does it sound like that? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll um I'll, I'll come to an agreement that we can have Fox in in a little bit. Fox is better than than Sabonis, and we can okay. have him once once we get a few more um. You know, better players out of the way. Trayvon Green at forty three, really? Like <laughs> He's the best defensive player in the world. I don't think he is. I think I think his defensive impact is at this point relatively, you know, fairly overrated. He's a good He's defensive won a player. <laughs> they won a title that you're mistaking accomplishments for for production in they, a sense. They they won a title because they were the best defensive team, and they were the best defensive team because they had Draymond Green. Is it, is it this... Draymond or Andrew Wiggins? Which one of it? You got to pick one. <laughs> you got to pick somebody to get way too much credit for this. All right. Wiggins, 40 points in the finals. I'm not backing off this. Uh, my company has adopted um, kind of ideas language. So if we have just like kind of a fleeting thought, we're supposed to say, hey, I've got a notion of an idea. If you've got like something that you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sold on this. It's a stake. If you got something that you're like gonna fight for, it's it's a boulder. And if you've got something that you will die over, it's a tombstone. And Wiggins <laughs> wow. is better than Draymond Green's. That is a tombstone for me. 
I would take Wiggins over Draymond Green. I agree. All right. They were so, playing Draymond Green in the finals. When they were put the best moments of the finals, Draymond Green is sitting like this on the bench watching it happen. Still, g- give me the other guy <laughs> that you want to have over Sabonis. I mean, there's like 30 of them. Do you want me to go through the entire list? What does Sabonis <laughs> do to you? <laughs> you must watch way he's too many He's not good at offense, and he sucks at defense. Like, he's why? good offensively. He's good offensively. Like he, he scores and assists, and his team sucks. Like... They were Come making. On, they were good teams. They're making the playoffs. We, we, can, we can have nice. them like in like the Julius Randall discussion when we he's get to like the Marcus Cousins. It's like you know at least he's there, there's some sort of accomplishments there, and he's a good demeanor, and he's a great teammate. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's the, he's the Marcus Cousins, a nicer guy. <laughs> our, and that's a great goals, player. Our goal here was trying to get through sixty. We're at forty five. <laughs> we better. <laughs> I'm just saying that this wouldn't have been an issue had. Fox and Sabonis right, just fell in at 40. I'll, I'll just give you my next five guys okay. on, on my individual list and see if we can find some common ground, okay? Um, ben Simmons, we already discussed. Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Aiden, and OG. Let's go DeAndre Aiden. What do you think? I'll take DeAndre. Okay. I'll take DeAndre Aiden and then put Sabonis at 45. Can we, can we accept that? Kind of, but, but at the same time, me and Dylan, although Dylan's on another Sabonis train, Wanted Fox over. We how, want, how we is, want Fox how is over Sabonis, Sabonis for different reasons. How is Sabonis better than Tyrese Maxey, who I or, or Jordan Poole, who I have in like the six, like the high sixties? Jesus Christ, Jordan Poole. You like point, these are like novelty players. Yeah, at some point usage matters, and needing to have the ball in your hands has to come into play because, like, yeah, I, I did a TikTok recently of the players who were better than Drazen Petrovic because um, they're like oh you know he came in 739 in my all-time matrix like who are some of the guys between 700 and, and like Robert Ori was there and people were like man that feels really low for Robert Ori and I'm like that actually is really should be kind of high for Robert Ori because Robert Ori was a career role player and yeah he gets these accomplishments and these winning and like you know the, I, I wish Seth did his tears in a different way because like I wish he had like one A, like all number ones is like being the top guy on your team. At mm-hmm. some level, being like a one F is less valuable than being, uh, you know, two B or something like being the second best player on, on a really good team or something like that. Um, but but at some point, like a one F has got to be higher than a five A. Yeah, like, I think you, you mentioned it with Sabonis still with the the offensive issues and the defense. You cut out. I'm sure he's making really good points right now, but I think frozen. Am I frozen? Yeah. You guys heard me at all? Am I part of this? No, this score was like, all right, this guy's about to spit some absolute nonsense. We'll just cut him out. <laughs> Wait, okay, no, let's start. They, over they cut again. out your entire argument, and then once you were done, then they brought you back. <laughs> um, with Sabonis and the on-off splits and all that. He's, he's the best player on those Pacers teams, and they're succeeding for the most part at being a competent team. For guys like Jordan Poole and Tyrese Maxey, if they're the best player on a team, they're winning like 12 games. That's where we're at. It is like a difference between someone who's the guy and someone who's a great complimentary piece. Like There's more valuable, more value in the guy. Harder to be the guy. It's much easier because if Sabonis was the fifth option, like like Tyrese Maxey is or whatever he's going to be, you'd be like, hey, don't want a Sabonis. Fantastic, because it's easier not to be the guy. No, I don't think you would because like his his defensive flaws prevent him from being that kind of guy. 
But like he he can't just be the best player. Yeah, Paul's not a good defensive player either. I mean, we're like yeah, but Paul's a guard. You can hide guards. You can't hide your center. Like they they That's spent true. his whole career playing him with another center because he because he can't defend. Like center is the most important defensive position. He's going to be starting at center. Yeah, that's not going to go well. I think John it's going Paul to go, it's, and Tyrese Maxey, who I have like in the the low sixties, like both of those guys are like similar level of offensive players, and they're both not good defenders, but they're at a less defensively valuable position. Both of those guys can give you like eighteen points on on good efficiency in terms of just trade value, which tells you something. If the Warriors called the kings or like we'll give you or even vice versa that's the kings called the warriors like we'll give you sabonis or jordan pool they do it instantly they would do it without a heartbeat they wouldn't be like well offense defense and, and, and all that they would do it that tells you something they would do it for Draymond green they would do it for andrew wiggins they would do these things i mean Draymond for loyalty there's is probably no not. way yeah no they're not doing there's a reason that demontis sabonis is on the kings and it's because they're the only franchise that was willing to give up significant assets for a guy who is like a good, good offensive player but doesn't make you a good offensive team and is a massive defensive liability. Not a massive defensive. I, sh- I shouldn't exaggerate, but he's, he's, he's not good. We can't take him over role players, though. But, like, role players can be part of a championship team. Like, there's a theory of, like, how, you know, like, um, who, who's a guy that I said, like, like, Marcus Smart. Like, we know that Marcus Smart can be part of a championship team. Like, there's a... There's an easy pathway. He's the best defensive point guard, and he's like a competent offensive player. Like he can be the fifth best player or the fourth best player on a championship team. Like I don't think Demontis Sabonis could be like any part of a championship team. And like yes, there's value to like regular season floor raising, but he doesn't even do that well. You know, he, he's he's like a low low end offensive um, creator. He, he's like Tyrese Maxey or Jordan Poole. We're- we're gonna to have to move past this at, at some point. I just, I do just want to say I though, I can't be convinced. That, so this is my tombstone. Sabonis, <laughs> if you played Sabonis twenty something minutes a night, his defensive liability is not a not as big of an issue. If you play him Jordan Poole minutes, and like, hey, you know, you don't need to put him in the final six minutes of a close game. Like that, that is the difference between a him and pool is right now you have the luxury of taking pool on and off of the court, and you don't have the luxury with Sabonis. There I'm locking him good. in at 45 so we can move past <laughs> this and, and start debating Scotty Barnes at 46. One, one last thing. It's not Kings related. Nate had said something a while back about James Harden and Allen Iverson where I had bashed on Harden's about like failures in the playoffs and he said that Harden has more opportunity to fail. He's out there, same with Sabonis, like being out there way more, having to be the guy, having to have these responsibilities – He's going to fail more than someone like Jordan Poole, who never has the weight of actually like running a team at any point ever and probably will never on his he, shoulders. He He's not going to be games there. And he was the number one offensive player, and they were fine. They were fine, but at the same time, like, he just he doesn't <laughs> anyway, have, he let's, doesn't let's, have let's, that on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Nate, Nate, this, this, uh, Nate runs the podcast, and he's, he's made the decision. No, you should I'm, cut that I'm section saying, out and just release it on its own. I, I don't I don't want to edit this for like three days. <laughs> just Aaron and Dylan argue about Sabonis for 45 minutes straight. Just its own podcast. If you yeah, want to listen to that. We have two separate podcasts. We have like the main <laughs> podcast and then there's just a Sabonis podcast. All right. All right. All right. Let me screw my head back on. Okay. Uh, you, you, you said Scotty Barnes, Nate. Um, Aaron, do you agree that OG is, is better than Scotty Barnes and will be next season? Could we, could we maybe throw Nate a bone and put OG next? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in it. Okay. God, thank God. 
All right, since since we had OG, I feel like OG and Mikael Bridges are like almost the exact same level of player. Okay. So I can we Br- go Mikael next? I had Bridges a few spots down, just like the 50, so I think we're close. What's up? I have Bridges kind of quite a far bit lower. Um, I have about 63 right now. Um, but I, I, I'm not terribly opposed to moving him up. I just want to ask, are we maybe, mm. is this maybe a Ben Simmons spot? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think Ben Simmons is right around Mikael Bridges. Would you take him over Mikael Bridges? I, uh, yeah. Like if, if he, if he's the player that he was when he last played, like he's a more impactful defensive player. Aaron, would you also take him over Mikael Bridges? Yeah, I probably would. I, th- I think I would take Ben Simmons let's, over let's, Mikael let's, Bridges. Let's, let's do Simmons and then Bridges. Okay. Okay. Can I throw something out there? Because I just, I really want to argue for bad defensive power forwards all day. Julius Randle was all NBA just no. last year. He was. And this this team was a disaster this season. Yeah, it was, and, it was one of the worst selections. I'm just saying, like, you know, to say he was, I think it's, he was probably one of the best 25, 30 players just last season. And we're, we're going to drop him down to like 60. No. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't see, especially with Brunson coming back. I feel like he's going to be better. He's definitely going to be better than he was last season. At least I have that. Jalen Brunson is, is better than Julius Randle. And we haven't even talked about Jalen Brunson yet. Man, I, I feel like Dylan just turns his TV off and the offense starts and then turns it back on when they're back on defense and just waits. <laughs> There's some value. There's some value to it. I'm happy with Ben I, I, Simmons, and then and then was it Ben Simmons at 47? Yeah, and, and then Mikel. Can we take Fitzgerald and Fox with Ben Simmons? Can we do that really quickly? I'm not taking. There's no way Mikel Bridges is is he's he's like the 17th I, option of the Suns. Don't don't tell him. I, <laughs> I, I am kind of with Aaron on this. Is like, okay. hey, at least De'Aaron Fox runs the offense, and at least De'Aaron Fox played last season. Yeah. How is how is OG better than Mikel? I mean, it's super close. Significantly better. Yeah, they're, they're super close. They're like equal level of player. Like we only really have a, good. Isn't, isn't it 46 OG, 47 De'Aaron, then Ben Simmons, then Mikel? That's like it was like a three three spot difference. I feel like OG so, has more shot creation potential in a sense. That that's my thing with OG is OG actually does some of the work. He has, I mean, usage percentage of twenty versus Bridges at fifteen. A um, little bit better scoring split. I mean, Mikhail is a really efficient shooter in like more catch and shoot things. And so for me, stylistically, like I'll take OG's ability to get his own shot. Um, you know, you can run the offense through OG. I don't think you can quite do that with Bridges. I I have Bridges kind of in that next tier. Um, and I'd actually love to argue for like Robert Williams over uh, Bridges. It's actually, I think the next guy I had. We have not talked about Lamelo Ball yet. Do I just not care about defense? Am I just not a defensive guy? No, I have, I have Lamelo at fifty and Robert yeah, at fifty one. Okay, I, I have him in this in this like gym rule range. You want to go Ben Simmons, Bridges, Lamelo? I'm I'm good with it. Okay, that's that's always how I have it already. You know, I'm still just not thrilled about Bridges that high. But so Lamelo comes I, in at fifty in, the, in that situation. All right, Just so De'Aaron's it. 48, Bridges or Simmons is 49. Hey, hey we, we, we didn't agree on, on De'Aaron. You can't put Ben Simmons above him. You just can't. <laughs> okay. You just can't. You can't do it. The objection has been noted. <laughs> if, if we're going De'Aaron Fox, yeah. then let's also talk about Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Malcolm Brogdon, all these other these like are just guys that just are other, just like starting it. starting point guards. Well, okay, let's 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 have the discussion. Okay. Pool, not a starting point guard. I think Brunson is close. I think Brunson. You could say like 
Brunson could be like in like the mid fifties. He's just like seven spots down. He's like be the next point guard, It'd be like Fox and then Brunson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to put Lamelo Ball in there. That's true. Brunson, so so but, Fox, Lamelo, yeah. and then Brunson. I mean, Lamelo is better than all of them because he the Hornets for the number one offense. Like Lamelo can actually I'm drive a good offensive team. Can we I'm okay with Lamelo. I'm okay with Lamelo above Fox. I, I I do like I like Lamelo Ball. All right. So okay, so I think I'm missing forty-eight. Fox down I'm to missing forty-nine. Somebody, sorry. Simmons at fifty. What, what do you have right now? Who's between? Wait, so it goes Draymond at forty-three, right? Yep. Who's forty-four? Eight. And then Sabonis. Then Sabonis. Then OG. Okay. Do I not have a forty-seven? I might I'm missing forty-seven. I don't have a forty-seven marked. Okay. Okay. There, right. there it is. So all right, Lamelo's forty-seven. De'Aaron's forty-eight. Simmons is forty-nine. Um, I, I, I mean. At this point, because remember I said I had that top 48 locked in, we've actually managed to kind of go through my top 48, that like 30, 35 through 48 that I was saying earlier in the pod. And now I have like the next tier where if you want to argue guys like 50 through really like, um, yeah, 50 through like 60 something, I'm I'm willing to have any of those discussions. 63. Can I, can I offer a name? Well, let, let's do the the... Bridges, are, are we That's right. Bridges or Williams? Do we feel any of those guys for 50? I like Mikhail Bridges. I think Robert Williams is kind of more of like a utility, utility player. He's not going to play 36 minutes or 60. Yeah, I, th- I think he's close, but but not quite here. Okay. All right. Then I, I will put Bridges up there. Ooh, missed, totally missed the wrong guy on the spreadsheet. Put it on Gary Trent Jr. That's, uh... <laughs> That's a little high for Gary Trent. Yeah, I got him at 62 right now, but we'll get to that next pod probably. Unless you guys really want to argue for him. <laughs> 51, who's got a good nomination? I think I have an idea. How about Jared Allen? He was good last season. Top 50? I think it's fair. Well, this would be 51. Yeah, 51. Yeah, I got Top like 51. Jared Allen, Robert Williams, L. Horford, all in like a slightly, you know, the same sort of range, not too, not too far from here. I, I had Robert Williams the highest, then Allen, uh, and then a little ways lower. Uh, I've got Horford just from an expected regression standpoint. Hmm. Um, can I can I pull out a name that I was surprised I had this low, and I've got him down at fifty nine. Hmm. But Kyle Lowry, yeah, like the box score, the box score stats look bad, but he did a lot to impact winning. His on off splits are fantastic. I, I don't know what you guys think about him. Yeah, I, I like Lowry. I had him fifty in my ranking. Um, like he can be part of of a really good team. You know, he's a solid defender. He can shoot. He can create a little bit. Um, you know, he's he's really getting up there in age. Like, yeah, like he can he can fit into a lot of different teams, and there's a, there's value in that. I don't know. I'm not totally sold on Lowry. He's getting real old. He's getting really yeah. old. And can you pull up his numbers? The playoffs. That's 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 the downside. It's like he he could really fall off this year. I mean, he kind of is already falling off this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he averaged ten points per game. Or sorry, seven point eight points per game. Yeah. That that feels more like because I had him closer to. Like said, seventy-seven. He's super impactful for someone who averaged seven points a game. Yeah. Would you guys All rather right. have someone like Tyrese Halliburton or Jalen Green, some young guys uh, taking a step? God, no. I, I, would, <laughs> I mean, I would rather have Tyrese Halliburton. Um, yeah, I like Jalen Green. At the end of the season, Dylan just looks at the who played in the playoffs. Like these are my guys. These are the guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I got Clay Thompson and Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain next. I actually okay. have Desmond Bain pretty pretty soon. I, I have Bain at fifty eight. What about Scotty Barnes? Do we decide on Scotty Barnes yet? No, you guys, you guys 
laughed me off of him earlier. But um, Desmond Bain uh, and then Dylan Brooks, also Jaron Jackson Jr. Like we got three Memphis guys. And like, I want to put Jaron Jackson Jr. here, except for the fact he's going to miss half the season. How do you guys feel? Like, we need a solid name. Does anyone have a? Does anyone have a, a tombstone name? Does anyone have a boulder name? But like, I, I've got my two guys, my my three guys. I think it's going to be hard to convince you of of Clay Thompson, Micah Smart, um, and then I had Desmond Bain, and then I had Kyle Lowry. Um, but there's also like this, these two guys that are kind of similar in. Jeremy Grant and Aaron Gordon of like guys who can be offensive contributors on a good team can step up the usage and be, you know, less effective, but can step up the usage on a bad team. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant and DeMontis Sabonis probably fairly similar level of offensive player, but then Gordon and Grant can also fit in as smaller cogs in a machine and uh, good defensive players. I have no problem with Grant here. Um, I actually might be able to take Grant over Bridges. I mean, I I have Grant over Bridges, but I think I think Grant's a pretty unobjectionable name right here, especially going to Portland. He's still going to see a pretty high role, um, and probably get a little bit more limelight as they're in the playoff race. Yeah, this is for fifty-one. Yes, I'll take it. All right. Um, you also said a name in there, Marcus Smart. Um, Hmm. and I would much rather have Desmond Bain or Dylan Brooks than Smart. Really. What about yeah. R.J. Barrett? I'm like the only guy who likes offensive players. Like <laughs> R.J. Barrett is a good player. <laughs> He's not that good. Is R.J. Barrett even an offensive player? Yeah, come on. Hey, I've got, I've got some offensive players if you want to talk about them. like He's taking a stride. He's going to be good. <laughs> I cannot wait for Jordan Poole to play 36 minutes and Dylan's going to come on here and be like, he needs a total defensive liability. And you're like, I told you. <laughs> all right, all right. So you got, do you have a... a horse in the jared allen jaron jackson jr robert williams dylan brooks Halliburton, and smart clay thompson desmond bain kyle lowry grouping are, can we all agree that those are the remaining players between here and 60 i, th- I think you're way higher on on dylan brooks than me which is sad because i used to be way higher on, on dylan brooks than everyone i had dylan brooks like like seven, late 70s i like dylan brooks he just yeah he fouls constantly yeah, like he he's like in like the really good role player t- territory of like Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Jay Crowder, Herb Jones, PJ Tucker, Robert Covington, Lonzo Ball. Like he's he's sort of like that level of player. And he was second in the Grizzlies in scoring in last season. He he did get hurt. He didn't play a ton of time. Um, he's a really inefficient scorer. Um, but he's a pest defensively. Like you want to talk about two way playoff guys? I mean, the guy he averaged eight. I mean, I guess. I guess Bain outshone him in the playoffs. All right, I'll, I'll take Bain over him. Yeah, I let's, love Desmond let's, Bain. You know, do you remember when Desmond Bain was the best player in a playoff series? No, <laughs> that that what that is, happened that happened this year. So I think let's let's give him some credit. I mean, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. So you're you're really asking like a hard question. <laughs> he he outplayed Jar, and is like a, great. a reasonably solid defender given his um physical limitations of having like a six inch wingspan. He does look Dude, a little. He does look a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so we got 52 come on guys we got, about, we got nine minutes can we, we can got, we get the defensive player of the year in the top 60 no nah, he's not even the best defensive player on his own team <laughs> i'm gonna let you guys i'm gonna let you guys discuss the best defensive point guard in the league yeah um, we have drew holiday also averages 12 <laughs> points and six assists 
Yeah, I mean, True Holiday averages that. He's he's much higher. I don't know why you keep bringing up the best defensive point guard in the league. <laughs> Where do you guys have John Collins? Much lower. Much lower. He was yeah, yeah he was like twenty and ten just a season ago. There's potential there. He's still super young. I feel like you know he was he was pretty hurt last season. I you know part he of this is right. projecting like for decent, yeah. yeah. I mean, part of it's projecting year and just like the the Hawks brought in Dejounte Murray and there's going to be fewer shots and fewer you know balls to go around and yeah, I just yeah. Like, what does he bring you other than scoring? The bad attitude and that bad attitude. Those lobs yeah. against right. Philly in the playoffs were some of the hype I've ever been watching basketball. I was going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because I was really Very, rooting against Philly. Very young as a as an excellent offensive player. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> where did you Where did you have Trey Young, Dylan? Just on, uh, on this list. Trey Young, fifteen. Okay. So not 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 that far for you guys. Yeah, we like it was like yeah something like that. Okay. All right. Robert Williams. So I have Jaron, who we are going to drop lower because he's injured, um, you know which I'm fine Let's with. Let's not drop Jaron. Okay. I mean, I mean, like, how would we feel if we just don't drop Jaron? I mean, he's the best player that's left. It's just he's going to miss a lot of time. It's impossible to kind of gauge what his value is yeah. with the injury because you don't know he's coming back, so I might as well just judge him as if he'll come back. Yeah, let's right. do it. I like it. All right. My, my next guys are guys that I don't think I'm going to be able to convince you on. Clay Thompson, Marcus Smart. I'm guessing neither of you are uh, entertaining those guys at this range. I like Marcus Smart. I have Marcus Smart at 61. Yeah, I have both Clay and Smart in this range right here. Um, I just want to see Robert Williams and probably Jared Allen yeah. and potentially okay. Tyrese Halliburton over them. Can, can we do some order of Allen, then Williams, or, or Williams, then Allen, and then get get Clay and Marcus Smart? Where do we stand? Who's who's higher, Robert Williams or Jared Allen? I would take. I would probably take. Man, I'd probably take Jared Allen. Robert Williams is great yeah. in the playoffs, but Jared Allen is really good. Now, really quickly, just to refresh, we had fifty-two with Desmond Bain. Yes. Who's in? Can you just read me after that? Do we have anyone after that? Jaron Jackson Jr. at D three. That's right. Okay. And then we're gonna go Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen, then Robert Williams. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And then Marcus Smart and Clay Thompson. Yeah. I yeah, I like Marcus Smart. I'm not super high on Clay Thompson. I, I'm, I'm right, higher let's, on Clay. Let's, let's, right, you, take... you, guys, you guys cancel out. We'll put both of them in. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think they're the next two guys. I, I think they're the next okay. two guys. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think I would rather have Clay just from a, we saw him be moderately average defensively during the playoffs. Yeah. Like, like, like he's fine. He's not, he's not going to get attacked. Which, which is shocking. Hmm. The guy didn't play basketball for almost a thousand days. And then he's average defensively. Like, we we can't over or like we need to not underrate that. Like this guy didn't play basketball for a thousand days and then gets tossed back into like championship contention and is fine. Yeah, and and like he's he's still an underrated offensive player. Like the guy still puts up efficient scoring and ha- has like one of like the biggest like gravity effects in the NBA. Yeah, like are there, are there any like other twenty point scorers still left on the board who you know? Are also at least averaged defensively. I mean, I you're asking so. for a lot because Julius Randle is still on the board. Uh, is Tyler even averaged twenty though. Like he, he is twenty point one. Hero R.J. Barrett. My guys, these are my guys. Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis. All right, yeah. never mind. Not my guys. All right, all right. Let's let's lock Clay in. I, I'm fine with Smart right after Clay. I just I, yeah, I want to have Clay higher. Yep, do it. All right, so that puts us at fifty six. Clay fifty seven. Smart. We got three spots left. Um, how 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 do you guys feel about Aaron Gordon? Would, would 
Do you have him a lot lower? Or is he in this sort of range for you? He's a role player. He's got to be lower. Yeah, I got him a little ways lower. Um, I got him behind guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, um, Gary Trent Jr. I, I even have Julius Randle right out there at 61. Um, I, I would really consider a name like Tyrese Halliburton right now. Just from a a what he's going to be this next year, I think we're going to have the best Halliburton. You know, he was good. We're going to take a leap. The ball is going to be his hands all day. The Pacers are going to win. If they're lucky, 20 games. If they're unlucky, 34. That that would be my next name. I have him next. I like like if, if, if you're talking Halliburton, we might as well put Jalen Brunson ahead of him. Like Jalen Brunson's going to do everything you just said, but on a better team and has like proven to be a better player already in his career. Like he's going to average 20 points and be the best offensive player on a, on a team that's trying to make the playoffs. And... Like is you know like he got Royce O'Neal traded. Like this man was a you know a proven offensive playoff player. Halliburton is really good though. I know like when the when the role gets bigger and the team gets better, the stats get worse because that's just usually how that works. You know I'm comfortable with Brunson over Halliburton, but they're really close. See, I just find Halliburton to be a a better passer and a better defender. He's six five. I don't think so. I think I think I think Brunson's a better. A better defender, like he's more limited size wise, but he's like way stronger than Halliburton. He's better at getting over screens. Like neither of them are good, like worse than people think because he's got like he's got like a lot of potential because he's you know got good size. Well, he doesn't really like, job so skinny and, like not that. He's a, he's a Robert Covington style of like help defender. I think Brunson's better on ball and like following guys off ball, like not passing lane or like help defense, but just like staying with guys and not getting lost and getting through screens because i don't think there's like massive difference there can i ask who do you guys think is going to be the best nick next season randall barrett or bronson or donovan mitchell you know jalen bronson i mean donovan mitchell but jalen bronson of the guys that are currently on the roster i think it's going to be randall i think it's super close but i feel like in a sense it's kind of a it just circles back around because with brunson randall will be better but is that because of brunson or because of randall but it's like one a one b yeah i have them all in the next like 15 selections i do have brunson as the lowest but i'm willing to be talked into it brunson did have a crazy efficient shooting at 58 percent true shooting and 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 as a playoff player as well julius randall's one playoff series he was he was the worst player in the league that's true but against the jazz like i, I don't know i know Brunson, but it's not like he had much defensive opposition can we throw I mean, in like Scotty Barnes? Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal was like considered like a good two-way player. And yes. he, was, he was the best perimeter defender, and they put him on Brunson, and like he could do nothing. I thought I heard you say Scotty Barnes in there, and I yeah. wouldn't be entirely opposed to Scotty up in here. All right, let, let's let's pick three players each, and then the, whichever one lines up, they're going in. Did, did we lock in Brunson? No. No? Okay. Um, Nate, a guy that you said earlier, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's... At this stage, better on both ends of the floor than Scotty Barnes, and so I'd prefer Dodo over over Scotty. Even though I think Scotty's going to get better, and will be better at his peak. At this stage, Dorian is better offensively and defensively. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue because 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 you're just going to say that like Scotty is going to you know take a step forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're arguing things that neither of us can prove, but I think Dorian is is better on both ends of the floor. Do you guys realize Dorian Finney-Smith is already 28 years old? Really? I guess that yeah. kind of makes sense. I, I figured he was closer old. to 26. I, I, I could be talked into Dorian Finney-Smith here. I mean, I've got them really close, but I think like Dorian was better both ends of the floor. I expect Scotty to get better. Maybe he's 
passes him an offense, but I think Dorian will still be a better defender. Man, I think long-term Scotty's defensive potential is going to be huge, but... All right. I- I'm going to zig. Aaron, I need your support here. Okay. Julius Randle. He should be. <laughs> but we're talking about someone who was, who was, while inefficient, was just... He had a horrible last season, but the Knicks in general were just putrid. None of those players yeah. are good. If you, if you want to, like, throw in, like, a, you know, decent power forward, like, Aaron Gordon is better than Julius Randle. That's like just he's a way better defensive player. <laughs> yeah, but he 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 only scored five fewer points on like ten percent better true shooting, and like if you want a guy that can like give you low end like number one creator, like he he did it in Orlando. Like if you if you want an inefficient twenty points, like he could do it. It's just that he also has the ability to be a really good two way role player. All right, you talked me out of it. Man, yeah, just that's a good. It's a guy like. I, I hate the the role players over number one guys, but I'm 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 with you in a sense where the gap really isn't as big. And yeah. if Randall well, Randall should be like the third option on a good team. Yeah. Well like consider them in, in a vacuum as well. Like like put them on, on like different teams. Like you know, you sort of weigh up what what is this guy as a number one option? Julius is slightly better. They're both pretty bad. What are they mm-hmm. as like the third option? very similar and then what are they as like a role player on a championship team and and gordon is way better and so you sort of you know weigh up those and well and like we have not even mentioned russell westbrook because the the idea of being the third player doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good like i like sabonis as a third player type of guy um you know i mean you put him next to a draymond green elite defensive player and a curry sabonis is going to be an amazing an elite legendary third guy you can't put randall as a third option because like if he doesn't have the ball in his hand what does he do so like randall randall is miscast as a best player um but randall is like a must cast as a best player so this is proven to be the hardest section of this list because the fox and sabonis section was it was just that was the issue but this is like just the it's it's only going to get harder as as we go down like Nate's gonna throw out like, or you're gonna, or you're gonna throw out like another guy that you guys have in like your low sixties that I have like not even top one hundred. I mean, we all have Kyle like, Kuzma sixty nine, right? <laughs> Nate already said um Gary Trent, and I don't even even ranked him. When I've only gone through to like, I, I went through to seventy eight, just like the guys that I would consider having an argument for sixty, and Gary Trent was not in there. Yeah, man. All right. All right, we need three more names that we can at least tacitly agree on. Okay, where are we with Halliburton? Could, could, have I convinced John Gordon? No, I feel like you just said that they both should be lower. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've got Gordon at sixty-eight. If we're going Halliburton, then we've got to go Brunson, Maxi, Jordan, Paul, Spencer Dinwiddie, like these uh, Malcolm Brogdon, what's like these the Spencer, other. What's with the Spencer Dinwiddie? Like love, I, I, I know, you throw you, you tack him in at the end. Spencer, of all of Spencer like, Dinwiddie's a. Um, <laughs> He's a starting caliber point guard, which is what we're ranking at this stage. That doesn't say that much. That just because he is doesn't mean he should. Any team with anything doesn't have Spencer Dinwiddie starting. Like they're like, all right, like we're doing great. Just because he's starting, does he's basically like the the thirtieth best point guard? <laughs> he's he's right in this sort of range. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm f- happy with Brunson. I'm, I'm happy with yeah. Brunson. What do we think? Are we doing Brunson at fifty eight? <laughs> all right. If the two of you are happy. I want my objection noted on the record, but I'm I'm putting him in there on the spreadsheet. Okay, Jalen Brunson in. I, I'm going to stand up for for Halliburton then okay. at, at 59. Can I can I at least enlist your support, Aaron, to get get him there at 59? 
Or is there someone I'll else you it. want higher than Halliburton? I like that. He was, he's been, I've been pushing him down for a little bit now. All right. All right. Well, then that, that leaves us just number 60. All right. So guys, we've eliminated. It's not going to be no RJ Barrett. Yeah. Correct. No Julius Randle. No Aaron Gordon. We said Scotty Barnes should be a little bit lower. Just a hair bit. Yeah. I meant that right now. I meant like a Jalen Green, Jordan Poole, Tether Hero, Tyrese Maxey area. Yeah. I think Maxey's better than Halliburton. Like they had like the same stats and Maxi had like way better efficiency. I'm okay is with Maxi at that. Is Maxi like also younger? Like Ma- Maxi was only 21 last season and he put up 18 points. And let me, let me find his true shooting because it's, uh, 59%. it's almost, yeah, 59% true shooting on, on a real team as well. Like that's, that's better than Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton is 59.5% true shooting. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. And he did it in Indiana as like the only person you have to care about. Like this is my thing. Is Halliburton? Halliburton is a really efficient scorer, um, and he averages eight point two assists. Yeah, like he had like lower usage though. Like even as the top guy, like I think Maxi would average more points in that situation. Okay, but he's not going to be in that situation. He's going to be. <laughs> hey, he could be. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you got Daryl Morey as his GM. I, I would feel a lot better about um, Maxi if he didn't play with Embiid. And you can look at his numbers with Embiid on and Embiid off. He is so much better without Embiid. Like Maxi, you needs to get in the fun, like the flow, the pace, and space. Um, and I just, if you want to say, hey, him and Halliburton are about the same tier of players, you know, give or take a few spots, sure. But if we're talking about just this next season, who's going to have a better year? Who's going to be more impactful? I really think it's going to be Halliburton by by a pretty strong margin. I mean, is, is that what we're doing, though? Like we're doing MVP ranking or are we doing just like overall how good is this player? I think a little of both. A little bit of like, you know. Impact is important. The opportunity to make an impact is kind of. Yeah. Isn't third best player on a top three seed putting up an efficient almost 20 points better than best player on the worst team in the league putting up the same stats i don't because if you're the third guy things are being kind of made for you um and if you're the first guy you are making the things and to be able to do it as efficiently like it'd be one thing if if maxi was like way more efficient and halliburton was like really inefficient and they're putting up the same numbers but they're doing it about the same efficiency level yeah and maxi has like fewer opportunities like halliburton is the number one option he has every opportunity to to score and he just hasn't ramped up his usage like he averaged fewer points on indiana yeah well at, at, at like a certain point i want you to be less efficient like if you're the number one guy and you're only you know let me find his usage if you're the number one guy and your usage is they're about 19 and 20 percent like Tyrese Halliburton, 20% usage. You're the number one guy. You're taking one-fifth of your team's shots, and there are five players on the court. Like, I want you to be less efficient because, like, obviously he's not taking the hard shots. When you're the number one guy, like, you need to... There are only so many easy shots, and that's all he's taken at this stage. And that's why... I'm in the Jalen Green camp. I'm just on my own. (laughs) It's like, I think Jalen Green should be 60. (laughs) Okay, you know the meme of the three dragon heads? Yeah. Like, yeah. The two dragon heads are like serious <laughs> and the one's like silly. Yeah. <laughs> that's my yeah. that's my response to Jalen. <laughs> I think he's gonna be better. I think he's in, I think he was incredible. All he's right. just Jordan someone that Poole's needs a little bit of polish him. and what's up? I think Jordan Poole's better than him. Maybe. Yeah, but at this point, I think Poole would be just a few spots back. It's it's about the same. Yeah, I think Poole's like in this sort of range. But I think I, Jordan Poole's better than, than Jalen Green. Yeah, All right, I've made my case. 
you guys <laughs> pick a sixtieth. I wanted. I want to see some some agreement. Nate, who, who? I don't, I don't think. It would... Other other than Halliburton, who we we locked in, like who's who's your next guy? Um, so I, I keep having to change my guys' numbers because I had them all ranking, but I, I'm using the same ranking for the spreadsheet. So the guys I had in this tier are Dylan Brooks, Scotty Barnes, uh, Josh Giddy. Come at me, Giddy will be better than Green this next year. Uh, Dorian Dorian Fitting Smith. Um, I, I could consider Lonzo Ball here, but it, like once I get done Lonzo Ball, I've got like Ball, Horford, Gordon. Um, kind of Kuzma, Tyler Hero. Um, it's kind of like the next tier down. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my list of my next five guys that haven't been taken off. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll give you seven because then it throws in a couple of your guys. So Kyle Lowry, who maybe, you know, we've kind of talked me out of. Aaron Gordon, Al Horford, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Paul, Dorian Finney-Smith, Scotty Barnes. Those those are my next guys. Fuck it, let's do Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, who 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 are your next guys? Your next few? Do we have any in common? So, okay, so Wait, it's guys, so have, guys, yeah. we we messed up. We messed up. No, no. Smart was fifty-seven. Brunson is fifty-eight. Who's fifty-nine? Yeah. Halliburton. Halliburton. Okay. Halliburton. Yeah. I had them loosely: R.J. Barrett, Jalen Green, Julius Randle, Brunson, mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole, Maxi. I like R.J. Barrett. Scotty Barnes appeared. Yeah, sixty-four. Right, I, I think the unanimous ones that we all agree are in contention are uh, Scotty, Paul, Maxi. I think that's it, right? All, all of us have those three guys in the next sort of... I have Scotty of those three. I kind of have Maxi of those three. You have Scotty in the mix. I don't have Maxi or Poole in the mix. Why don't you I'll have those so. guys? They, they both put up like an efficient 18 points on good teams. But what else did they do? They put off an efficient 18 points on good teams. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they're, they're point guards. That's what they're supposed to do. No, point guards are supposed to pass. Point guards are supposed <laughs> to run their offense. Something interesting is Maxi's kind of in a tough spot with not being a point guard and not really being a shooting guard either. And I think with time, that's yeah. going to be kind of picked on, that he's just yeah. a shorter shooting guard, basically. I mean, it's fine with Harden because Harden's like a shooting guard who plays point guards, so then it's fine for Maxi to be... A point guard to play shooting guard, but yeah. I mean, I, I've got I got Poole and Maxi down in a lower tier, a hair above D'Angelo Russell. Oh my lord! Because <laughs> you know what D'Angelo <laughs> Russell does? <laughs> he Takes scores an shots. efficient eighteen points per game and plays defense. All right. So do we, do we want to go? Do we want to go, Scotty at sixty? I'm I'm all in. We we all have him in this like next tier, right? Let's let's. Thank God. Next week, I get to talk about <laughs> Alex Caruso. Am I going to so have exciting. to convince you guys that Harrison Barnes is a good player? I feel like he's one of your guys. Like you guys would like, he like he's like shoots threes, he's efficient, he plays defense. Yeah, I got I got him like in in a, in a similar range. Yeah, I had him I had him two spots below Scotty, who we just put at sixty. So okay, that's great. I just need some king to be appreciated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Aaron just... Gordon's better than than him, and we've still got Gordon on the board. I think that's fair. Can I just say? Skimming through my list, I see I see Tobias Harris so far down. <laughs> the contract's just an albatross. Let me ask you guys a question about somebody because he's going to be in the next section. At least I think he should be about Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he, he's really hard to rank. Hard to rank. He's he was really good. I mean, like he wasn't passing the ball at all, but he was super efficient the year he was playing. Man, all right, Nate, well, you can cut out the entire middle section of Sabonis and Fox and just post it as its own thing. <laughs> God, this is two freaking hours. Just, just, I hope my my audio is even manageable. If not, it can just be like you guys talking to a ghost. 
Guys, any final takes? Anyone else you want to touch on real quick before we go? We've touched on a lot of guys. Hard to do. This is a hard, it's hard to make, especially the third person. Like, just three people. It never, yeah. Yeah, next week is only going to be worse. I guarantee. <laughs> I think in a weird way, these just have, like, we have, like, more stake in the 30 to 40 range, guys. But, like, we don't, we're not going to die on. Oh, no, I, I'm dying on J. Crowder Island. <laughs> oh, get the... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, this has been another episode of the Hoops Temple podcast. Come back and join us again some other time. Aaron, where can they find you? Hospital chairs on TikTok. Dylan, where can they find you? Uh, bi-weekly on the Hoops Temple podcast. Great.